Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? I will read the third stanza of hymn 34. The weak and thirsty are refreshed. Again, each empty cup is filled. The tender Christ is here to bless, and all the storms of earth are stilled. Hymn 34. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see where to click for the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is Trust the Power and Sufficiency of Christ Within. The readings will now be given by Florence from Georgia. The Bible, Genesis. And God said, let us make man in our image 
after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Second Kings. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as often as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite. And he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Verily, she hath no child, and her husband is old. And when he had called her, she stood in the door. And he said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha said unto her according to the time of life. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father, to the reapers. And he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he said to a lad, Carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him, and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon, and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, and shut the door upon him and went out. And she called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Then she saddled an ass and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Slap not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. So he, she went and came to, unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to Gehazi his servant, Behold, yonder is the Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her, and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. And when Elisha was come into the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. He went in, therefore, and shut the door upon them twain and prayed unto the Lord. And he went up and lay upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands and stretched himself upon the child and the flesh of the child waxed warm. 
Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro and went up and stretched himself upon him. And the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said, call this Shunammite. So he called her. And when she was come in unto him, he said, Take up thy son. Then she went in and fell at his feet and bowed herself to the ground and took up her son and went out. Look, and Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan. Now when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with diverse diseases brought them unto him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Second Timothy, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I will now read correlative passages from our textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works, both by Mary Baker Eddy. In Genesis, we read that God gave man dominion over all things. And this assurance is followed by Jesus' declaration, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth and by his promise that the Christ-like shall finally sit down at the right hand of the Father. Man is God's image and likeness. Whatever is possible to God is possible to man as God's reflection. Through the transparency of science, we learn this and receive it. Learn that man can fulfill the scriptures in every instance that if he open his mouth, it shall be filled, not by reason of the schools or learning, but by the natural ability that reflection already has bestowed on him to give utterance to truth. As many as do receive a knowledge of God through science will have power to reflect his power in proof of man's dominion over all the earth. Divine love blesses its own ideas and causes them to multiply, to manifest his power. Man is not made to till the soil. His birthright is dominion, not subjection. He is Lord of the belief of earth and heaven, himself subordinate alone to his maker. This is the science of being. Hold perpetually this thought that it is the spiritual idea, the Holy Ghost and Christ, which enables you to demonstrate with scientific certainty the rule of healing, 
based upon its divine principle love, underlying, overlying, and encompassing all true being. Insist vehemently of the great fact which covers the whole ground that God, Spirit is all, and that there is none beside him. The principle of Christian science is divine. Its rule is that man shall utilize the divine power. I was once called to visit a sick man to whom the regular physicians had given three doses of croton oil and then had left him to die. Upon my arrival, I found him barely alive and in terrible agony. In one hour, he was well, and the next day he attended to business. I removed the stoppage, healed him of enteritis, and neutralized the bad effect of the poisonous oil. His physicians had failed even to move his bowels, though the wonder was, with the means used in their effort to accomplish this result, that they had not quite killed him. According to their diagnosis, the exciting cause of the inflammation and stoppage was eating smoked herring. The man is living yet, and I will send his address to anyone who may wish to apply to him for information about this case. Now comes the question, had that sick man dominion over the fish in his stomach? His want of control over the fish of the sea must have been an illusion, or else the scriptures mistake man's power. That the Bible is true, I believe, not only, but I demonstrated its truth when I exercised my power over the fish, cast out the sick man's illusion, and healed him. Thus it was shown that the healing action of mind upon the body has its only explanation in divine metaphysics. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. When the mortal thought or belief was removed, the man was well. The power of Christian science and divine love is omnipotent. It is indeed adequate to unclasp the hold and to destroy disease, sin, and death. To prevent disease or to cure it, the power of truth or divine spirit must break the dream of the material senses. To heal by argument, find the type of the ailment, get its name, and array your mental plea against the physical. Argue at first mentally, not audibly that the patient has no disease and conform the argument so as to destroy the evidence of disease. Mentally insist that harmony is the fact and that sickness is a temporal dream. Realize the presence of health and the fact of harmonious being until the body corresponds with the normal conditions of health and harmony. Aunt Porter at the door of thought, admitting only such conclusions 
as you wish realized in bodily results. You will control yourself harmoniously. Hold thoughts steadfastly to the enduring, the good, and the true, and you will bring these into your experience proportionably to the occupancy of your thoughts. Man has no underived power. That selfhood is false, which opposes itself to God, claims another father, and denies spiritual sonship. But as many as receive the knowledge of God in science must reflect, in some degree, the power of him who gave and giveth man dominion over all the earth. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, Forever. Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 354. Tis God the Spirit leads in paths before unknown. The work to be performed is ours. The strength is all his own. Hymn number 354.
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. And we warmly welcome everyone from everywhere to all our services, in person, on the telephone, or over the internet. Every Sunday morning, we have our weekly church service at 11 a.m. But an hour before the service at 10 a.m., we have our weekly roundtable discussion. This is where we discuss the week's lesson and other current topics and learn more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning for a lively roundtable discussion at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11 o'clock. And we have a Sunday school every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock also. Our Sunday school is also open to children from anywhere. Many of the students live out of state, and they attend by calling on the telephone through a special dedicated teleconference number. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get that phone number, and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. We have a Bible study here every month. Our next one will be a week from Saturday, February 25th at 10 a.m. Information about the Bible study and the Bible study questions are all posted on the church website under the This Week's Lesson tab. So plan to join us for a really interesting Bible study at 10 a.m. on February 25th. Just call the teleconference number to join in. Our publishing and mailing departments have been busy as usual. The March full-text lesson booklets were recently mailed, and you should be receiving them very soon. We have a website, plainfieldcs.com, where you'll find the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. There are other wonderful writings by Mary Baker Eddy that you might not be aware of, and writings by students who lived in her home and were taught directly by her. There is quite a variety of helpful literature on our website, and you will always find something there that will lift your spirit and meet your need, whatever that need might be. And all the resources we have on the website are free. There is never a charge, and you don't have to join anything or anything like that. Our goal is to spread Mrs. Eddy's teachings around the world. And to aid in that goal, we also have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. So feel free to look through our websites as I said, they're all free. 
And we have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I want to express my gratitude for all the wonderful literature we have on our website especially Mary Baker Eddy, her spiritual footsteps, which helps you understand how to practice Christian science daily and uh, face obstacles. And I'm also very grateful for continued practitioner support over the years that has also helped me and taught me how to uh, approach obstacles as they came as you uh, are doing your work for God. Not too long ago, I had some ear pressure in one of my ears, and it did not go away. At first, I kind of figured it was water or something and didn't give it too much thought. I tried yawning and gum, but actually, as, uh, that made it worse, and it increased. It was, uh, this, the discomfort was distracting and bothersome, and then sound became muffled. I was talking quieter because I couldn't judge the loudness of my voice, and it was making communication very difficult. One Wednesday, I was um, feeling the effect that the other ear was starting to uh, get muffled too, and it was before I was to give a testimony, and I just felt like it was trying to make me uncomfortable and feel like I couldn't speak uh, well for this uh, giving a testimony. So I had made the decision that I wasn't going to worry about how it sounded or if it sounded too loud or whatever, that this was, I was going to stand firm and uh, 
doing my work for God, which I knew was giving gratitude and supporting the service. And I went ahead and gave my testimony, and I had a great peace in doing that. And that night, my ears opened up and have stayed clear. During this time, I had also been using the wonderful, beautiful lessons that we have through my prayers and also listening to audios such as I Am by Bicknell Young. I'm very grateful for the teachings that we have of Christ Jesus and the writings and example of Mary Baker Eddy, the support of my practitioner and being a member of this church. Thank you. Thank you. Sherry from California, go ahead, please. Thank you. What we know is enough. Uh, a definition of sufficiency is the condition or quality of being adequate, especially of something essential. Mrs. Eddy says in Science and Health that the power of Christian science and divine love is indeed adequate to destroy all evil of any kind. So, as God's reflection, what we know is enough, whether we are children or adults. <laughs> I knew of a woman years ago who had a house full of kids. She said she was constantly praying all the time. She felt she had to. Until she heard God speak to her, stop, enough, get off the track and let the train go through. In other words, let that truth operate. And I also knew of a little girl who came in the house from playing, not feeling well. Her mother suggested she go upstairs and pray for herself. But in a very short time the little girl came downstairs. She told her mother she prayed the first part of the Lord's Prayer. Her mother asked why she stopped, and she said, because I was healed. And she went back out to play. Well, this shows me that even if she did know more, her prayer was enough. I am so grateful. I am God's reflection, this all-knowing, all the time. Well, that is a lot of knowing. So I pray, Father, Mother, God, because all is well, reveal enough to me in the way and words that are, as Mrs. Eddy says, indeed adequate or sufficient to unclasp this hold, whatever the lie, and to be content with that, because that will be enough. Thank you. Thank you. Mara from Mississippi, go ahead, please. Hi, everyone. I want to say thank you to all the people that take the time and effort to read and record so much Christian science literature on YouTube. I've had many sleepless nights before finding Plainfield Christian Science Church, 
I would frequently wake up in the middle of the night with anxious and worried thoughts running through my mind nonstop. Many times I would toss and turn and not be able to fall back asleep for hours. Now, if I wake up in the middle of the night, I quickly turn on a podcast from Plainfield Christian Science Church. Um, I find Gary's voice especially soothing to fall asleep to. It's also a special feeling having a positive Christian science thought in your mind while falling back to sleep. I'm so happy for all that I'm learning. I'm so happy to be a part of this meeting tonight. Um, thank you to my practitioner and thank you to Florence for the beautiful readings tonight. Thank you. Elizabeth from New Hampshire. Go ahead, please. Yes, good evening, and thank you for those really very powerful readings, and as always, for all of the other testimonies. Um, recently, our weekly lesson was on soul, which in Christian science we learn is a synonym for God, and its core meaning is identity. When my husband passed on several years ago, I refused to identify with the word widow. Isaiah 54 says, Thy maker is thy husband. So my true identity as a child of God always included husband. I knew from this that I could never lose my husband or anything that was good. As a manager of many properties, it was tempting to be frightened by the daunting task of continuing this work on my own. Always lots to do, lots to remember, Lots of responsibility, if I were looking at all this in human terms. But thanks to God and Christian science, I am not. I am looking at it through Christ-colored glasses, as John Morgan once said. And it is through those glasses that I saw and see myself being husbanded by God, that I see all my needs fulfilled as a false sense of responsibility drops away. I see people as expressions of God qualities coming forward to offer their help. I see in myself, besides the feminine qualities that I always had, the masculine qualities that belong to God, and as his reflection, I reflect, and in full, for things that are part of my job but had always been done by my human husband. I am so grateful and blessed for the outlook that Christian science teaching provides and for the evidence of its great truth. Thank you. Thank you. Shardy, go ahead, please. Good evening. Not long ago, I was talking with my practitioner, and she mentioned that all the treatments and prayers continue in their healing and blessing. Immediately, I thought of one in particular. Several years ago, during a dental visit, the hygienist told me that my gums were in bad condition, etc. I left the office and contacted my practitioner for prayerful support with this situation. The next time I went <clears throat> excuse me, for a dental cleaning, nothing was said about my gums 
and I left the cleaning with flying colors. I gave this as a testimony long ago, and this fall, at another appointment with a new dental hygienist, it was mentioned how healthy my gums are. I nodded and grunted only, in agreement, <laughs> since my mouth was full of instruments, knowing that the prayer that healed these gums was still going on. There are many other examples of a treatment going on forever, but this is one where someone else saw the results of such wonderful prayer. I am very grateful to my practitioner for this forever healing. On page 208 of the Blue Book, Mrs. Eddy says, quote, Every treatment we give will go on and on forever. End quote. Amen, amen. <laughs> Thank you. Bruce. So when I was reading the lesson uh, this week on mind, and it got to the Bible, in 1 Corinthians, where Paul was talking about, he was saying that his speech was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and the power of God, so that our faith would not rest in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. And it reminded me of a number of years ago when I was in college, I was studying for this class, and I was giving it all my effort, studying very intently. So the time came for me to go in and take the test. I sat down, they gave me the paper, and I started looking at the questions one after another, and I could not come up with one answer for any of them. So I took that piece of paper and I turned it upside down so I was looking at the back of it and I thought, this is ridiculous, all of that effort into studying and I can't answer one question. But thank God I remembered that one of the synonyms for God was mind. So I had to ask myself right at that moment, what am I re relying on? My studying or our great God who is also mind? And then I made this firm declaration to myself, there is nothing for me to resort to except for God who is mind. And once I made that statement, I looked at the back of that paper again for a few more minutes until I got my peace, turned it over, and as you can imagine, I was pleasantly surprised the answers just came. And I completed that test and it taught me a great lesson. It, the, the lesson was that when I'm feeling so helpless, God always finds a way to let me know that he's right there all along. But it also taught me the lesson that when I feel like I can't resort on anything else except for God, that's when God is telling me that he loves me. And uh, so I'm very grateful for that lesson and that experience. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey. Nancy from New Jersey. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Um, thank you for the service this evening, and thank you, Florence, for your inspiring readings. I'm very grateful for all the teachings and the resources made available to us in this church. 
I wanted to say how grateful I am to be a member of this church, and I wanted to express my gratitude to my practitioner for her ever-present, steadfast, loving support always. I'm so thankful to God for giving us this Plainfield Church. In Science and Health, on page 583, Mrs. Eddy defines church as the structure of truth and love, whatever rests upon and proceeds from divine principle. The church is that institution which affords proof of that utility and is found elevating the race. To me, this is the perfect description of the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church. Everything that is done in this church is done through much prayer and based on divine principle, truth, and love. The outreach being done in this church is amazing to me. Through the faithful watching that is done here, through our bountiful website and all the websites in so many other languages, this church is reaching our brothers and sisters all over the world, and it is indeed elevating the race. It's been so wonderful to be hearing from people from all over the world through their testimonies and the letters read by our faithful practitioners about how the Plainfield Church and the teachings of Mrs. Eddy's Pure Christian Science has brought healing to them, to their families, and to the countries that they live in. The bright light of truth and love that shines forth from this church is bringing countless blessings to mankind and to the world, and it certainly has changed the way I live my life every day, and I'm very truly grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. I am very grateful tonight for Christian science as taught in this church and for the unity of purpose that is felt here. A few months ago, a fellow church member mentioned that she was doing a weather watch and that her practitioner, who is also my practitioner, had said that said to know that there are no extremes in God's weather. For whatever reason, my first thought was that I have had, I have allowed many extremes in my life, in the way I eat, in my work and sleep schedule, and in the way I have allowed others to treat me. And this set me down a path of working to let those extremes go by knowing if there are no extremes in God's weather, then there should also be no extremes in who he created me to be. This has been very freeing and has helped me in many ways, such as I'm eating and sleeping better and I'm giving myself more time to pray and study each day. And when I think back on the extreme behavior I grew up being shown or what I was willing to accept in the years before I came here, it truly makes me see how much Christian science and regular practitioner support have made huge positive changes in my life, changes that I know would not have come in any other way. I'm so grateful for all the healings and all the blessings that I have received through being a member of this church. Thank you. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. 
Tonight I wanted to thank our loving Father Mother God for arranging every moment of our lives, including our workload. Mary Baker Eddy writes, quote, God creates and governs the universe, including man, end quote. We are taught here at this wonderful church a very wonderful lesson, that in putting God first in our lives and in loving him absolutely, that everything in our environment is governed by him. This last week, from a human perspective, I was looking at a rather out-of-control calendar. And so I started to affirm that material calendars, my workload, my time, my day, it is all governed by God and by Him alone. So when a sneaky little thought came, oh my goodness, how am I going to get all this work done and work for God? Well, I was on guard because I have been taught here that this is not the right way to think about church work, which is our humble joy to be involved in. And I felt God's peace in this, just as I have so many times here. So within about four hours of shifting my thinking in this way, and without much notice, the client cancelled a whole week's worth of work from my calendar. My immediate thought was, Yay! Thank you, God! Now I have got time to do the church work, and that is fantastic! (laughs) I really didn't mind that I would be losing money by this. Well, the next day, the same client came along and booked just exactly that amount of the cancelled work, but in a couple of months' time. So my costs were offset there, and there really was no terrible loss in that. But then the same client agreed to pay 50% of the cancelled work under a previously agreed business arrangement that I wasn't aware of. So in all of this, God did some very tidy readjustment of my workload so that I could joyfully work for him as I have promised and as I love to do. I'm very grateful for all that we are taught here at Plainfield Independent. It really is the full and complete teachings of Mary Baker Eddy that we are taught with science following. I'm so grateful that I was given that copy of Science and Health 23 years ago because Christian science changed the course of my life in so many amazing and wonderful ways. And in coming here to Plainfield Independent, wow, I'm learning so much to study with our holy practitioners and teachers here, we have the unbroken heritage all the way from Mary Baker Eddy throughout our early workers who all continued to demonstrate God's supreme rule over all. Today, God's glorious universe is made clear for us to explore and know. What a beautiful gift Plainfield Independent have shared with the world. We are so very grateful to our Plainfield practitioner for her absolute strength in the Christ. And we are learning so much from the wonderful round tables and Bible lessons here. Our ever thanks to our Lord God Almighty for governing all our footsteps and to Christ Jesus, the selfless way shower, and to Mary Baker Eddy for her divine revelation, Christian science the keys to the kingdom. Thank you to all the members and workers at Plainfield Independent and so much love to you all.
And now we have a testimony from Izzy in England. Good evening. I'd like to share my gratitude for something that happened just yesterday. It was something quite small, but it ended up being really profound. Late at night, I headed out on my last dog walk. It does seem that everything happens on my late night dog walk. But actually, it's amazing what you see when you walk around your neighborhood late at night. Not in a stalking sort of way, just so many different things that those in bed don't see. Last night, I had been working late in my home office, so I had quite a shock when I stepped out of my front door into the village street and I found a big van parked just a few yards away. There was a big, very bright orange light on top of the van and there were two lights at the front and two lights at the back, all flashing so bright. Every flash lit up all the houses around. It was really quite intimidating to walk past. My immediate thought was that this van could well be parked there all night and I really didn't want a night of lights flashing into my bedroom. I wondered about my neighbours, although with so many homes now sold off as holiday homes and this still being quiet season, there weren't that many people who would be affected. The van was empty and there were no workmen to be seen. In fact, the whole village was silent. I started to feel myself getting a bit wound up. I wondered if I should say that I could be affected by flashing lights. I didn't want to start making up a medical condition just to get a van light switched off. I then remembered who I really am and where I really live and who I need to turn to in this and every trouble. I realised I needed to remember that there is only one divine mind and to know that God is governing constantly and consistently. I needed to know that my peace could not be disturbed, nor that of my few remaining neighbours. I love the morning prayer by Mrs Eddy, which begins, This is God's spiritual household. Nothing can enter to annoy or destroy. I often remind myself that my house is God's spiritual household. And then I remember that actually the whole world is God's spiritual household. Nothing can enter this peaceful, joyful, divine kingdom to annoy, destroy or do anything that could cause harm. I forgot all about the van. But as I headed back towards my house, I felt myself start to tense up again. So I stopped myself peering down the street for flashing lights and I thought about how we are told to trust like little children. I imagined being a little child, how I trusted my parents completely that they would sort every situation and that was how I needed to trust my Heavenly Father. Even if the van was still flashing when I got home, I thought I needed to know that by the time I went to bed, it would be sorted. God would have sorted it. I knew I really needed to know that. And I am grateful that I was able to really know that. I heard a really good testimony once about how we should trust God, but not test God. And so I was really careful to keep my eyes away from checking out the flashing light. I just knew that God would fix this situation. 
Eventually, we were back on the main street. Everything seemed just as it had been. The street was silent as ever. There didn't seem to have been any movement. It was hard to imagine that anything had moved while I was away. The only thing different was the van. It was still parked there, but all the lights were off. There was no sign of the workmen at all, but someone had been back and switched it all off. I was so grateful. I literally couldn't believe it. It was such a powerful lesson in trust. I was so grateful to have had this little challenge to practice it over. And I was, of course, so grateful to God for sorting the lights out. Thank you to God. Thank you to Mrs. Eddie. And thank you for all the teaching that goes on at the Plainfield Church Independent to enable me to be able to experience this wonderful practical lesson in trust. Thank you. Tony or Lenny from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Hi, thank you. I was just um, just thinking about that scene with the with the Shunammite woman and just what it must have been like for her to, you know, with the bleeding footsteps to keep her thought, holding it steadfast as she went to go see the man of God in that situation. It's it's something that uh, just brings tears to my eyes when people are faced with something that humanly seems, you know, quite dire. And yet we were told she was a great woman. And that is a wonderful example. And I want to give my gratitude for um, for working with my practitioner recently. I I called. I was having, I felt a lot of pressure. Uh, in my life, and I was experiencing a headache. And she said, "Oh, you, you're still struggling with those, huh?" Really brought a lot of levity into the into the situation. And she said, "You know, it's you've never had one. God's never made one, and you have to rise. This your life. You have to rise completely above this, so it can never touch you." And she went on to speak with me for quite some time. And we switched to another topic, and I thanked her, and I hung up the phone with her. And the healing was almost instantaneous. I think it was 10 or 15 minutes. And I was unable to do any work. Um, <clears throat> that's why I called. It, uh, I was unable to work, and I have much to do. And I was able to return right to, to work and uh, give my gratitude to God for uh, the wonderful just another example, you know, of, of what truly is true about my identity. And uh, she later sent me a text when I had um, get, given her a kind of a quick update. And she said, you know, it, it never, it was never there. It has never been real. Always reject this lie. And gratitude to God. And much gratitude to God and the clear unwavering, steadfast thought that was displayed to me that helped me through that moment. Thank you so much. Thank you. Florence, Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Um, the 
This first one is from Kenya. Um, she says it's very simple, but a bit to learn from it, I feel. I am so grateful to God and to the dear practitioners in this church. For some time, I was facing an impossible situation. I was praying that when there appears to be no way, God will make a way. Maybe there was also too much human planning. Eventually, I said to God, Dear Father, Mother God, Thy will be done. You please work this out in your wise way. And then I began to listen. Then step by step, the way opened up naturally and beautifully, blessing all concerned. Thank you, God. This next one is from Phil from Australia. He said, he says, I find the weekly roundtables absolutely priceless for learning and love hearing the Project Possible Roundtable on Sunday and the inspiring story of men scaling the highest peaks in Nepal. I recall my own travels in Nepal as a young adult around 30 years old. I was joining an overland tour to London later in the week and was traveling by myself and had planned to go trekking for five days from Pokhara up to Poon Hill, two miles high, one of the best places to see the sunrise on the Himalaya mountains, which includes Annapurna, one of the massive peaks climbed by men. I had caught a local truck from Kathmandu to the start of the trek and was the only non-local on board. On arrival, I got out and then realized the enormity of my task, that I was totally alone and that this was the start of my adventure with no guide or porter and no accommodation and no one speaking English. The local driver simply pointed to a trail to start. I was feeling miserable and a bit fearful, but strapped on my heavy pack and started off. Fortunately, I had been raised in Christian science and turned to God knowing that he was ever present with me right there and would guide, govern, direct, support, and protect me. I don't remember all the details of my prayers, but recited the Lord's Prayer and Psalms to myself. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness and restoreth my soul. And some favorite hymns, 139, I walk with love along the way, and oh, it is a holy day. No more I suffer cruel fear. I feel God's presence with me here. And 304, shepherd, show me how to go o'er the hillside teeth. I will listen for thy voice, lest my footsteps stray. I will follow and rejoice all the rugged way. Further along the path, my pack was feeling heavy, and the thinnest mountain air made it harder to breathe, so I sat down to rest and to focus on God. As I was resting, an Indian family, a father with two sons, was coming down the path and speaking English, kindly asked if I needed help. I explained my situation, and the father said he would take me up to the nearest village 
and arrange a porter to carry my pack and to be my guide and for his sons to carry my pack there. What angels they were, meeting my need and arranging a local porter guide for my journey, who was able to help me get accommodation for us both over the next four days and lead me up the mountain to see the magnificent sunrise on the snow-capped Himalayas. I have always been enormously grateful for this experience, to feel oneness with God, his absolute protection and love, and to see God in action, needs being met in the most practical and harmonious way. I'm so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for discovering Christian science and for Plainfield Fears continuing her work in revealing this truth to the world with love and gratitude to all. And this last one is from California. She says, good evening. I would like to acknowledge my gratitude for an experience I had a couple of weeks ago. It was around 3 a.m. when I woke up with an earthquake. I live in California where this happens sometimes. My bed started shaking and I woke up really fast and very fearful, rushed to my son's room. Before I got there, it had stopped. I was still shaking and then I paused. A message from God came to me. You dwell in the secret place of the Most High and abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I felt so much peace. I went back to my room to thank God and praise him. Psalm 91 is a psalm that I pray with very often. A practitioner from this church has always recommended that I pray with it. It means a lot to me. Those words that night were so powerful. They kept me in peace. I am very grateful for God for his protection and for all that I'm learning in this church. Thank you, Plainfield, for this amazing website and for the tireless work you do. I feel so much love listening to the roundtables every Sunday and always look forward to it. Thank you again. I am also very grateful to be here tonight to hear these wonderful testimonies. I am grateful, very grateful for the story of the Shunammite as well. And it's really a proof of holding thoughts steadfastly to the good, the enduring, and the truth. So thank you very much for everybody's contribution and support for this wonderful service. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. A few things to read tonight. Uh, first from England. I just wanted to express appreciation for the recent testimony about the cockatoo and a, a second testifier's account of her own commandment following on from that, something like, thou shalt not listen to the cockatoo. <laughs> I will remember that as I too have encountered something similar, I once did some work for a lady who owned a restaurant and her own accommodation was above the restaurant. She had a beautiful gray carrot, parrot who had lots to say and did an especially fine impersonation of their telephone, a trim, a trim phone, which was popular back then. 
and had a very large, particular ringtone. She said that the parrot had got her out of bed in the middle of the night a number of times to answer the phone, which was downstairs, when the noise was actually being made by the parrot. In the recent lesson on soul, the article on your carousel by Bakedale Young, entitled One Soul is Lovely, and says in part, As you advance in the science of soul, you will see beauty where you never saw it before. I love to try to see what others appreciate in things which don't immediately appeal to me as beautiful. I very much appreciate a regular article in a magazine I buy occasionally where they ask someone what their favorite painting is, and then show it, and their comments as to why they like it, and also a small piece about the painting by an expert. Uh, I will attach some photos of a recent one, entitled The Chalk Cliffs of Rugen, by Caspar David Frederick, chosen as his favorite painting by the Duke of Bucklew. The expert says the artist believed, quote, the divine was present in everything, end quote. And by the way, Rugen Island is quite near the island of Mon Island that was mentioned by Stefan in your last newsletter. Sending much love to all at Plainfield. And then a testimony from Virginia. This morning I woke up feeling a little depressed and bored. Same old thought. I'm tired of this life. The suggestion that my life might have looked more familiar to me at this point tempts me to feel discouraged. I was taught growing up to expect good, and I have expected good, but somehow the good I was expecting is not yet in full view. People around me seem to be experiencing what I expected from myself. I can be tempted to feel punished or abandoned somehow. Immediately I remembered a roundtable discussion reminding its listeners of the importance of gratitude. I corrected my thought, realizing I must be careful not to go down the path of ingratitude and self-pity. These two devils take us nowhere, but downhill into the darkness and into the mist where we cannot see clearly. As I have often heard at the round table, this attitude may even seem to cause us to temporarily lose what we have neglected to appreciate. I thank God for my life immediately and all the good he provides each day and for all the good he has provided. I declare that I believed he has every detail of my life in place with precise and brilliant timing. I reminded myself that love alone is life and without love I have no life. So I reminded myself that my only job was to love God to love others, to do the work provided for me, and to be willing to grow in grace. Then I remembered the email that I had received from the practitioner that morning. She reminded me that I must not wallow when tempted with these feelings. Oh yeah, this is animal magnetism, I thought to myself, and then I smiled. The roundtable discussions often remind us that if we don't handle error, error will handle us. I immediately declared that I could not be mesmerized with this kind of thinking. Instead, I could recognize the powerlessness of this fake voice and could reject its lying suggestion. I got dressed and attended a Zoom meeting that I enjoy on Wednesday mornings with some friends of various faiths. 
I shared the definition of Christ as follows by Mary Baker Eddy, quote, This Christ or divinity of the man Jesus was his divine nature, the godliness which animates him. End quote. I soon found that I was feeling much better and ready for the day. Like so many here tonight, I am grateful for the Plainfield website that is free and available to everyone. I use it often and share it with friends. I am also so grateful for the practitioners at this church who answer the calls. What a selfless gift to all of us. I am grateful for the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday evening watches that allow us to participate by phone and the weekly roundtables and monthly Bible studies. On top of all that, the calendars offered, offered through the Plainfield store are tremendous. I look forward to turning the page of the calendar each day for a new message. I tape up favorites on the wall in the kitchen and look at them often to remind myself to keep going, keep growing, keep allowing the Holy Spirit to transform me and reveal in me something new. One of my favorite quotations from last year's calendar was this one by Mary Baker Eddy. When a situation is unbearable, it is because era is letting go. Praise be to God. So I have some more, but I'll save for next time. And um, I, too, am so grateful for those beautiful readings. What a wonderful thought from miscellaneous writings. The principle of Christian science is divine. Its rule is that man shall utilize the divine power. What a wonderful thing to remind ourselves of, that we've been given this divine power to utilize, and we would be very foolish not to. I'm grateful for the, those readings and the wonderful hymns and the, such beautiful testimonies tonight. Thank you, all of you who have participated. I'd like to share something tonight um, that I found. It's in the book, Mary Baker Eddy's Lessons of the Seventh Day. Uh, very often I will get um, requests from people who, who would like help with uh, joints or limbs and bones and various things like that. And one day I turned to this. It's on page 131 of that book where Mrs. Eddy said, let love come into his bones like oil. And then from Psalm 6, O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. And from Ezekiel, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And then Mrs. Eddy says, And your bones shall rejoice, for God governs them. And then from Psalms again, Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. I thought that was so beautiful to let love come into his bones like oil. We know that oil is as a lubricant, and that's really dry bones, sore bones, whatever we might have. When we think of oil and it being a lubricant and coming from God, I, um, I love, as I know you all do as well, the 23rd Psalm. And the psalmist David says, Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. And the beautiful definition Mrs. Eddy gives of oil in science and health is consecration, charity, gentleness, prayer, heavenly inspiration. 
Those are beautiful things to think about. And I think of that 23rd Psalm, that every morning we should have our, ourselves anointed with oil, with this beautiful definition of what oil is, fresh every morning, and to keep ourselves fresh and due and ready for the day ahead, so that we are lubricated and limber and, and feeling ready for the day. I, I'm so grateful that for these beautiful thoughts that we get from our dear Mrs. Eddie, from our Bible, from Christ Jesus, that we can make practical and use in our daily life, because they certainly do bring healing to every part of our body, including our bones. So I'm so grateful to be here tonight, to be with all you loving people that share so freely. And have a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 350. Through the love of God our Savior, all will be well. Free and changeless is his favor, all must be well. Precious is the love that healed us, perfect is the grace that sealed us. Strong the hand stretched forth to shield us, all, all is well. Hymn number 350.